0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Relationship Podcast with Ryan and Alyssa Aldi.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Relationship Podcast. I'm Alyssa.
0: And I'm Ryan.
1: Hi, Hanny.
0: Hey, how's it going? Good,
1: how are you? All right. Good. We had a fun weekend.
0: Yeah, I know, we did. We had our, uh, what, four year anniversary? Yeah. I know we've been together for eleven years.
1: Eleven years. I like how you say each one of those with a question mark. By the way, just like make sure.
0: (laughs) Well, just it just it still feels unreal. That's really what it is.
1: I know when we hit that ten year mark of being together, I was like, "Wow, this is like so monumental." Okay, and it didn't like really hit me. But after like this year, I'm like, "Wow, it's been eleven flipping years." Like, that's like this.
0: Odd numbers do that.
1: I don't know. It's like eleven. It's like, wow, that's like the, that's like a small child. (laughs)
0: <laughs> small child what grade would 11 year old be
1: fourth or fifth i think fourth or okay, fifth grade that is, kid. That
0: is pretty old
1: i know right it's pretty crazy
0: yeah dang so what are we uh what are we talking about today besides how long we've been together and things like that
1: well today we're going to talk about our faith testimonies yeah you wanted to talk about this today mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm super stoked about i think it's a great topic um i feel like we um you you brought this up too mm-hmm. that we don't always talk about our faith i think as much as we want to on the podcast just sometimes it just doesn't come up but we really want to start getting better at making sure that we're because it's such a big part of our lives you know yeah
0: yeah definitely and, and just because like i think uh audience members need to kind of have that context when they get to know us just because like like you said it's a big part of our lives we not we, not, we May not make it as uh, obvious as we like to, but it also doesn't, it's not something that should be like necessarily like forced, you know, like you don't feel like if you're, there's like a lot of times people are like, oh, I have to go share my faith in everything I do. And it's like, uh, I mean, yes, it is kind of like the reason for your being, but it's also like, I think people feel like it's external pressure to have to like, I don't know, share their faith. They don't feel like they have to. Because it just kind of feels like you're just shoving down people's throats sometimes.
1: Well, it has to come up naturally, right? I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, because if, if you just kind of force it down people's throats, they get very turned off by it. So That's true. If it just comes up naturally, I think people are more than happy to hear your story and your testimony. Because it's your story. Yeah. You know? You can't argue with somebody's story. That's true. So.
0: I know. Well, uh, I mean, do you want me to start it? Yeah, or? why
1: don't you go ahead and start. Tell, tell our her faithful audience
0: well i was first born at a very young age
1: you were born at a very young age <laughs>
0: insert laugh track right there <laughs> just kidding so, no but so. it's
1: so true every we starts so, so testimony with that line though no it's not true and when i was born i
0: <laughs> so no i'm just i'm just being stupid anyways um well for me i was born in a christian family my parents always forced me to go to church growing up and i really hated it it was like a old school church my parents used to make me go to. um, Stained glass windows and chalkboards. It was actually like underground. Like the kids, you know, the kids, I guess, Sunday school was like literally underneath the pews or underneath where the main auditorium was. And so like there's windows like up high. Anyways, I'm getting way off track, but like, I just remember hating it. You are in the basement basically. Yeah, it was musty and just chalky smelling and I just did not like it. But so I was like, okay, well, I go to church every Sunday. I guess this is what being a Christian is. I'm a Christian, didn't like it. And so we moved to Fresno, Central Valley, when I was about 11 years old, 10-ish, somewhere right around there. And of course my mom was like, oh, new school, new place, let's start looking around for churches. And the f- one of the first churches we actually stopped at was Clovis Hills. And it was the first day they had their new building and it was like, a s- very very different environment, loud music with actual like guitar like rock, and um, it was just kind of very different. I was like, "What the heck? This is like church. This is kind of cool, but like, I don't know. It's like not even all what I've ever expected or thought to be like what Christianity is in church." So it's like, "Okay, cool. Well, I mean, if I'm gonna have to go every Sunday, might as well be kind of fun." Um, and I saw they're doing like video stuff, so I was like, "Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, if I'm gonna be here." I've spend my time doing something i'm not in my past from i like heard stories like when they teach you in church it was like super boring it's like well he's gonna pass the time so i was like let's do some cameras and they you know actually let me do cameras and i think it was like 13 I when i finally 13, started yeah. actually finally started like really attending and like stuff like that so youngest person started doing cameras there and when you do cameras or volunteer in church It's not just usually a one service thing. You're there for like all the services. So you hear the message over and over and over again. (laughs) And, you know, it's like after a while, you kind of get used to doing like what you're doing, like camera stuff for me. So I actually started listening to the message, believe it or not, after 13 years of my life, whatever. And it like kind of started to make sense what they were talking about. It was like it kind of changed where first it was just a preacher just talking about you know this old book you know and this guy named jesus to like okay is he actually like talking about like my life or like what's going on here? <laughs> is he talking directly to me exactly like that kind of thing and um this is kind of like going back into previous episodes but like that's kind of like when pornography kind of started in my life I was at the younger age like around 14 or so 13 14 age and um so some of the, like a lot of those things are very convicting and i did not quite understand why this new is wrong and like so all that kind of compounded and kind of it became more real to me. So somewhere in that range I don't have like a day like oh yeah on you know November 11th 20 or 2004 I became a Christian. I don't have one of those stories. It was very gradual for me. Like I I just really learned what it meant to be a Christian wasn't which wasn't just attending church, wasn't just knowing the Bible. It was really just understanding who God is and He's not just this being that just put us into existence and wants us to just be good people. It's he made us because he wants to have a relationship with us. And it kind of became a lot more real for me in that moment. And so it just was a gradual process for me. It was, you know, kind of like when you make a, a friend, it takes time and it's slow. And so like, that's just kind of how it was for me. But the the big reason why I wanted to bring up this whole topic today was more of just, you know, having that context of like, this is a big part of who I am and how it's affected like my relationships with others. And especially like for you, if I hadn't started going to church and like actually starting to understand and kind of flex a little bit of my faith muscles a little bit, I never would have met you. Yeah. Yeah. Like we met in church, actually a different church, he threw, but that's a whole nother story. But yeah, so it's just like, I think giving more of a context of like who God is and The fact that he like loves you so much he'd be willing to die for you it gives all of your other relationships a little bit more of a context of like what it means to truly love somebody so that's kind of like a big reason why i wanted to bring this topic up a little bit today but that's just a little bit that's sort of like an elevator version of my story yeah like where i am and kind of i guess we'll talk a little bit more about like where we're going now but i wanted to kind of at least cover our backstory so i want to see if you want to share your?
1: Yeah, I'll sh- I'll share my backstory part of the testimony because yeah. I think our testimonies after probably about a year or two of well mm-hmm. a year or two for me of being a Christian that's when our testimonies collide. So yeah, I'll give the backstory to before that and then because a the testimony right that the way that I've heard it is that a testimony is like a wedding or like a, a husband wife relationship right mm-hmm. if. A testimony isn't just the wedding day. It's not the day. It's not just the day when you became a Christian. Mm-hmm. It's the marriage.
0: You yeah. Know? It's all the struggles. All, all the, the
1: struggles. every All the victories. Everything.
0: Yeah. It's how it's you how, got to where you are and where you're going now because of that.
1: It's how you've lived your life since the wedding day. Yeah. Right. Like, it would be a really terrible marriage if somebody asked me, how's Ryan? And I'm like, you know what? The wedding was great.
0: <laughs> Four years ago. Four years ago. It was, best ago, it was my... amazing.
1: Best day of my life. Well, okay, that's great. How is he now? And I said, I haven't talked to him since. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And people, Christians, do that. They're like, oh my gosh, my salvation story is amazing. But I haven't read my Bible since then or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, that's is that a true testimony? Probably not. You know? So, anyways. All that to say. Here's the backstory to the testimony, and then we'll get into... Uh, here's the backstory to the wedding, and then we'll get into the marriage later. Yeah. So, pre-marriage, for <laughs> me and Jesus, mm-hmm. <laughs> people really hate that Polygamy now. People really hate that analogy of being married to Jesus these days, which yeah. is fine. Like, I get it. So, my story is that I was not raised in a christian household the only christian really in my family is my grandma that's pretty much it my mom's mormon um but she became a mormon later in life she became a Mormon after i converted and so she didn't really have any faith either she always kind of believed but never really took us to church except like on holidays Easter. uh no what are they called they yeah, call Cheester, it, Cr- I come... christmas and easter only no 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 those are called ceos
0: christmas easter only oh that's right all of our i've never heard of that oh it's a christmas easter Cheaster.
1: it's like combining christmas easter (laughs) yeah you're Cheester. i've never heard is all of our christian ease for
0: our listeners i'm so sorry um anyways
1: (laughs) yeah no i was a ceo christmas easter only Mm -hmm. um and then occasionally my friend kelsey and her mom mary would take me to church which happened to also be clovis hills and my grandma also happened to go to clovis hills it's weird. It's like Clovis Hills is like the only church that I ever like knew there's, growing up. Yeah, But I mean, there's so many in Clovis. Yeah, like,
0: we're like the Bible Belt of California in yeah. the Central Valley. There's it's like
1: so church. weird that like all my church experiences until I got saved was all Clovis Hills. Mm-hmm. All of it. Like there was not a... I don't think I ever went to a other church. Not that I recall at least. So I don't know. It's just kind of funny. So I remember like going to like sunday school once or twice but like i legit did not know who jesus was like that he was like a person and he was a real person until i was like 12 or 13 and like that blows some people's minds like i remember in middle school getting made fun of because i literally like was like who's jesus and they were like you don't know who jesus is like, this Clovis white girl doesn't know who Jesus is. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I don't know who Jesus is. I also didn't know who Michael Jackson was, and that was a big deal, too.
0: That's not true now, right? No, of course, okay. of
1: course I know. Oh,
0: my gosh. All right, just make it sure. <laughs> I know who
1: both of those people are.
0: Sometimes I learn things about you on this podcast, too, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: sometimes. <laughs> so, anyway, I remember the first night that I prayed to God. And I don't even know how, as... A kid I knew what God was since I had only been to church maybe a couple times I guess I just must have I think it's one of those things where it's just written in your heart and you just know that there's something out there right it's that God 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 shaped hole in your heart but it was the day my parents told me they're getting divorced I just remember going into my room after crying my eyes out for two three hours on my mom's lap as they're telling us that they were getting divorced sitting on my bed crying more and just crying out to God and just saying like what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? Like, God, like, whatever you want, I'll do. And I swear, like, if you get my parents back together, like, I'll do whatever you want the rest of my life. I'm in, like, the third grade. I don't, like, these are...
0: <laughs> I'll give you all my third grade, everything I have. I was
1: like, I'll go to church every Sunday. Like, I'll do everything <laughs> like you want. Like, whatever, you know. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I still really haven't... I think I've only been to church, like, two, three times. I have no idea how I even, like, thought to pray. I don't like never prayed before, ever. But I just remember so clearly that night like praying. And praying a couple more times past that. And just asking God to get my parents back together. And obviously that didn't happen. My parents ended up divorcing and I just carried a lot of bitterness in my heart towards God for that. Like for eight I felt like I was ignored. And so I carried with that until middle school and at that point, it was so bitter because I had prayed one more time for my grandpa to stay alive and he died of cancer. So I was like, that's the last straw. Like, I'm done with God. Like, I hate him. Hate him. I said he didn't exist. I claimed to be an atheist, but then I also said I hated him.
0: This is like the God's Not Dead movie.
1: God's Not Dead stole that line from my testimony. I swear. <laughs> I said that years ago before the movie came out. Literally, as he was saying it on the TV, I was like, hey, that's my line. I remember watching that. uh, Anyway. (laughs) Way off. Way off topic. So I just remember thinking in middle school how much I hated God. And apparently I told my best friend Olivia that I hated God and that people who went to church were stupid. I don't remember ever saying that to her. I don't never recall that in my entire life. But she she remembers very vividly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And she was like, she prayed for me. And she invited me to church through the whole eighth grade year. And I said, no, 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 I don't wanna go, I don't wanna go, I don't wanna go. And then finally in high school, after I got my job at Pump It Up, I was kind of lacking a social life. And Olivia was like, well, hey, like, there's cute boys there and you can like hang out on Wednesday nights. And I was like, hmm, pizza, boys, hanging out? Cool, I'll come. I'll give it a shot. So after a whole year, she finally got me to come.
0: You're finally, hungry enough for some pizza. Yeah. <laughs> so. Or or lonely. I don't know.
1: I think I was lonely. <laughs> I think that's really what it came down to, and I was also boy crazy, and I wanted to meet boys. So. Yeah,
0: middle school makes makes enough sense. Oh,
1: well, was freshman year of high school, but yeah. No. So. Yeah, so I finally caved in, went, and within a month, God just grabbed my heart. It was just like, "Listen, like I never abandoned you. I never ignored you." ever my heart breaks for you too you know and I just learned a lot about God's character and who he truly was versus who I thought he was Mm -hmm. and just the love that he has for us just overshadowed all those thoughts and really what it broke down to was the people I met there and how they also loved me unconditionally and I felt like Mm -hmm. I saw God's love through those people and I was like, why do you love me? Like you only have known me for like three weeks a month (laughs) and here I am crying and you're consoling me and just loving on me and just everything and not judging me. And that's just like, it's just, that's God. That's God's love. And I love you. You know, you're my sister. And I was like, I'm your sister. What? That's weird. Okay. (laughs) But you know, at the time it was a new concept and I felt like I really, for the first time, found family Mm -hmm. in there because my family was so disjointed that I felt like I never really had family growing up. You know, like I had my parents, I had my brothers, but we were all busy doing our own thing and I'm the middle child, so I was ignored and just, you know, my family was just so, just didn't feel like family, you know, but this felt like family for the first time. And so I joined God's family and yeah, that's the whole backstory. testimony as soon as I accepted I was went off running I wanted to I read the whole new testament in like a month or two because I just I just wanted to know everything I wanted to know everything Mm -hmm. about God and so I and I wanted to be like the people at Clovis Hills who were just so knowledgeable about the Bible and just wanted to educate myself and so I just read and read and read and prayed and just took off running with my faith yeah (laughs) and you know since then yeah We've come on some speed bumps.
0: Yep. Yeah, definitely. Like, like I remember for me, because yeah, I was kind of like you, I was like on fire. I remember I attended three different youth groups a week. And one of those mm-hmm. is the one I, did I invite you or did you just go?
1: Um. So, yeah, you, so we met at the back to school dance and we were, it was you, me, Jeff and Bree. And I think you were inviting mostly just Bree, but because I was like Bree's best friend also. Mm, yeah. Like, I think I was just, like, also invited mm-hmm. because, you know, you wanted to help Jeff and Brie get together and whatnot. Oh. And I think we had also talked at that point about, like, oh, yeah, you should check out New Hope. That's what you said to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, you you should check out Clovis Hills then, too, because mm-hmm. you weren't going to Clovis Hills Youth at the time. Yeah. And so I think we kind of, like, had this, like, competition thing going Whose youth on. group is better? Whose youth group is better? New Hopes. At the time. <laughs> We don't know anymore because yeah. we don't go to New Hope. So we can't judge anymore. But back then it was definitely New Hope.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, I think um, my faith grew. If not, I really, it became more salt going to New Hope. Because um, yeah. I remember Robert just pouring into me so much there.
1: He was a discipleship pastor for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like what I see in you too. You do that with really well with like one-on-one with students and things like that.
1: He just wasn't afraid to like say just. anything.
0: Yeah, he was very raw.
1: <laughs> very raw. And that's something I always appreciated about Robert and something mm-hmm. that I think made such a great youth group and why he was able to create so many disciples in his pastorship. Mm-hmm. We were a smaller youth group, but I would say, like at least at the time, even though we were graduating less seniors, we were graduating more disciples oh, at yeah. New Hope. You know what I mean? People with stronger faith yeah. than people at Clovis Hills at the time.
0: Yeah, like all the people that were in our youth group are still strong Christians to us, Dave, and can't really say that so much about a lot of the other groups that have come out, I think, since.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know, you know, because we're not really part of that youth group anymore, but that's kind of besides the point.
0: Yeah. Getting off topic. again. Getting
1: off topic again. But, yeah, you're right. New Hope really helped solidify, I think. I didn't solidify my faith, but it helped me grow a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Me grow a lot. Yeah, it helped solidify things for me because I had... You know after the marriage part of like oh my gosh start digging into everything then crept in the doubts for me like mm-hmm. i had so many doubts it's like when all the reality started to set in like okay you're a christian but then there's all these people who aren't okay why are there why are they not a christian if they know the same information i know and so i started like going down those routes of like you know all the different naysayers and like different things like oh, how could the earth be formed in the literal seven days? Is it literal seven days? And like, there's all these stupid little things like really don't matter in the scheme of things. Like, (laughs) that's what I had to learn. I think it took me several years to be honest. That's a huge part of
1: your testimony is is the doubt that you've,
0: had yeah you i remember you slapping me over that too yeah
1: well, okay so okay Back to that it was like what like we'd known each other for a couple months at this point and so we were like good friends at this point yeah. and we had been going to the youth group and you told me that you were doubting god and i was just like uh-uh don't you dare doubt him no
0: it wasn't that i remember saying i was like Cause I remember we had a really strong youth group leader there, Bill and Lindsay, which we're still close with today. I remember because they became in their faith much later in life. And I was just like, just so down about my, my like doubts. And like, I'm like, how can I even have any faith? And I was like, just getting so beaten up and like believing like a lot of like the lies of like, I can't really be a Christian about this many doubts and like, I remember being like, oh, if only I would just became a Christian later on in life and that you slapped me. And I was like, I was so shocked. Cause I was that.
1: like, we have the privilege of knowing God in our youth. Yeah. How dare you say like you would have preferred to just stay in your sin and then like know him later in life. Yeah. I was mad.
0: Yep. You were. I remember <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, that's the thing I think it's important for like our audience members to know, like you no matter no amount of doubt is actually going to change the fact that god still exists like you can go into all the like physical geographical geological evidence like jesus is a real person actually walked this earth there's thousands of witnesses there's tons of evidence saying and proving that he did what he did and there might be some things that aren't clear but like they like there's not enough evidence against to discount the things that actually you're proving that's true so it's like you have to make that decision and it's hard and if you start like picking and choosing it gets it turns into a rough rough time for you and that's where i stumbled for a long time is trying to like pick and choose and you ultimately just can't do that you have to be all in or not yeah, yeah.
1: and a big part of your testimony i would say the the arc of you no longer doubting god actually came to a head with the whole Colt incident,
0: yeah, um, yeah, in which we we talked about in a previous podcast. episode. I didn't get to talk about it too much because we had our, our guest on there, and um, they kind of shared a lot of their story. But yeah, really, just in that that loneliness time, I think of not having um, a group to really rest on. I had to kind of come up with what what faith I had at that time. You know, it, it kind of me coming crashing to my my bottom of my faith, try and fall to its end and finding out that where I was pursuing was not true. And I had to work my way back out of that. And fortunately I had a family and a, you know, f- literal, like literal family and a faith family to fall back onto. And you of course, too, from that, even after I broke up with you, but <laughs> you You're know. welcome. Thanks. So, um, yeah.
1: Cause I would say it was weird. Like after that happened, I feel like your faith was so much more solidified in a way. Like. Mm-hmm. I no longer heard you talking about your doubts about him or hmm. really caring about, like... Because you, it mattered so much to you. Is it seven days or is it not? I, I, I need to know. We're just thinking of To, like, yeah. oh, I think it's this. But if it's this, I'm okay with that, too. You mm-hmm. know what? Jesus died on the cross for our sins at the end of the day. So who really
0: cares? Yeah. Yep.
1: You know? And that's really... I think where your, your doubts
0: got laid to rest where like I yeah. died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and everyone kind of has to hit, I think some point or low point at that to like come to their realization, um, you know, you come to faith in like, what is it? Transitions.
1: Oh, trials, trauma, tra- transitions. Yeah.
0: And I've, I think I've had to come to faith several times in a lot of different ways that, but that was a big one. And that was later on in life too. So. Yeah, I think I think that your faith is not a one and done thing. It's a muscle that you continue to grow, and something you have to keep rediscovering. Because it's like just like you, I rediscover and learn new things about you. It's the same thing with Jesus and His love for me and like caring about the little things that I care so much about or don't care about. And, and it's just,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. Jesus tells us to pick up our cross daily, mm-hmm. right? That we have to renew our mind to Him every mm-hmm. day. It's not something that you just do once and then it's over. It's our lives. It's a big part of our lives.
0: Just like it's the a little center of our lives. Just like a literal marriage, like you're talking about, you know, would be. It's one thing you say, "Oh yeah, I was married four years ago, and how are they doing?" Oh, I don't know. It's not. Yeah, it's definitely not that. It's that's why God kind of gave us image of marriage as well to work with, mm-hmm. and also having children and stuff like that, which we don't have experience in yet. But I, I'd imagine that would we would understand God's love even more if we had kids too. Oh,
1: I'm sure. I'm sure having kids is going <clears> to <throat> create a whole nother element of God's understanding God's love and just character all around. For Yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. When you kind of get to be placed in that position of like, not in, as God, but like where he's kind of giving you that same kind of like opportunity he has to, um, you know actually practice your like practice that love i think that's where it's like you really learn it but mm-hmm. that's true yeah i'm i just want to bring this this whole topic up because i think it's important for you know our audience members to know a little bit more of who we are and where we come from and how to kind of talk about your faith a little bit too it's not an easy thing like you know it's th- something we're probably going to continue to hopefully we're going to continue to talk about our podcast as we talk about we will. our relationships with others and with each other but we want to just encourage you all that one you don't have to it doesn't always have to come up and like be every single conversation which is awesome for those people who can do that but that's not everybody definitely isn't for me not
1: not everybody has that gift yeah and i think that's something that we need to remember though is that we are all called to evangelize we are all called to Mm, preach the good news but not everybody is necessarily gifted in that like Mm -hmm. Where it just comes up in um, everyday conversation every single day. Yeah. And sometimes that just takes practice, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and discomfort and...
1: <laughs> a lot of discomfort.
0: <laughs> Among other things, yeah. So
1: that's not something I'm naturally gifted at. I'm not.
0: Yeah, me neither.
1: And that's something I, I wish I was more gifted in. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not gifted in it, that doesn't <clears throat> give me the excuse not to do it. It means I have to practice more, which sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: Like practicing things I'm not good at.
0: I know. So uh, but thank you, audience, for uh, letting us practice a little bit.
1: It's something that I think a lot of people, I I know, especially some people that I know who aren't Christians in our um, lives, look at our marriage. And I feel like they know that we have a good marriage and we have a healthy marriage, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I've never asked them if they equate that to like, yeah you have a good marriage because you have your faith because like you center your lives around god mm-hmm. i don't know i've never asked that before
0: yeah i don't know either never
1: asked those people i know what my christian friends think they would say yes mm-hmm. but i don't know if my non-christian friends and family would would i don't know maybe that's something we should ask
0: yeah maybe i mean um i know my a lot of my co-workers would say so just because i my my spiritual strength is really serving and so I serve a lot or at least I try to as much as I can um, and so I'm always talking about all the stuff I'm doing and trying to help out the church and so I think they know because of that but
1: anyways well this was just a little snippet of our testimonies mm-hmm. and how God has really shaped our lives and interwoven us in our marriage because literally if it weren't for our faith like we would not be together like we would not be married mm-hmm guarantee
0: yeah it's true
1: like I think my faith was like the thing that like in a sense turned you on to me it wasn't my because was <laughs> well no not that.
0: <laughs> I yeah I didn't have much of a faith because like I said I had so many doubts so as a young Christian type thing I was attracted towards people who had very strong faith, and you did you didn't have any doubts at all and so yeah yeah that was a little fault of mine but I've gotten better since then <laughs>
1: Well, I love you.
0: Love you, too. And I'm
1: glad that, you know, God brought us together through this testimony. And part of our testimonies are now, you know, part of your testimony is now part of mine, you know, because we're mm-hmm. one flesh.
0: <laughs> yes. Love you. I love you, too.
1: So, hope you enjoyed this episode. I I feel like we just talked about ourselves. Yeah, I know, right? No real advice for this episode. Mostly just like... <laughs>
0: Go explore who Jesus is as a person, like a literal person on this earth. Like you'll, There's a lot out there. There's a lot of interesting things to be discovered, um, whether it's from the literal Bible or from um, things not from the Bible. Like It all points to who Jesus was as a person. So go explore it.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen. And if you're a Christian listening to this, don't date people who aren't Christians. Missionary date. Don't missionary date. <laughs> okay. I just, I don't know. I just had to say that. That's uh,
0: typical youth group leader right here.
1: I'm just saying, don't do it. All right. Thank Marriage you. is already hard enough.
0: Thank you all for listening.
1: I'll see you all in two weeks.
0: <laughs> Bye.